Joining the chorus, it's time for another North Melbourne Footy Club update with Dean Vasic and special guests on Hashtag Kangaroos. So before we start today's show, I wanted to get a word from our sponsor. So who here has tried to sell a house and been told by a real estate agent, yeah, mate, yeah, this piece of shit of a house, I'll get you 800000 for this. No worries at all. Only to be told three weeks later, or two weeks later, or whatever, oh, no, you, you'll have to drop the prices. You're just not getting any interest. And then it gets passed at auction, and you're stressed out trying to sell it because you've got mortgage payments, bills, and everything else that comes with life. Well, stress no more. Barry Plant Craigieburn will look after you without the stresses of trying to sell a house. I've had first-hand experience in selling a house with Barry Plant, and they've smashed the reserve price quite easily both times. Also, if you are looking at renting an investment property, they will look after you as well with getting the best tenants possible with thorough background checks. You don't have to do anything except watch the rent come in into your account. Barry Plant will take care of everything. No stress and no worries. Just ask for Damien Cavalli at uh, Barry Plant Craigieburn or any of the other friendly staff and they will look after you. Just say hashtag kangaroos or Dean or Dean Vasic recommended you. Also, Damien's North supporter, so he's more than happy to ch- chat about North while he's uh, looking after your best interest as far as buying or selling a house or even renting an investment property. So just call Barry Plant Craigieburn on 9305-5533 or go to www.barryplant.com.au. Anyways, that's it. On with the show. Welcome to another episode. My name is Dean Vassy. You can find me on Twitter at hashtag Kangaroos or on Instagram at hashtag Kangaroos Podcast. So today I just did an AFLW podcast, um, just a review of the AFLW in general, the first eight rounds. So it's not so much a North Melbourne podcast. There was a little bit of North Melbourne talk. But I was joined by none other than Loza to go through the AFLW and how that's all going. So I won't hold you up anymore. I'll bring on Loza right now. All right, so I'm once again joined by Loza to talk all things AFLW. Now, Loz, we might as well start with your team. They've pretty much uh, secured a final spot uh, right now. We've looked at the ladder. They're about sixth, um, percentage clear of ninth, uh, and it'll take a minor miracle to miss from here. Um, are you doing cartwheels or keeping a feet firmly on the ground, trying to go for that top four spot? Uh, what, are you, what are your feelings at the moment? Hi. Uh, hello. Um I I look the lid the lid is on the lid is on um I'm certainly really really proud of the girls uh for getting to this point and yeah accepting that most likely we're going to be playing in our first final series which is incredibly exciting um I'm not I'm not still not ready to be thinking top four or anything like that but um you know just just one week at a time is still still the right way for me I think um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was pretty um, – like, we'll go back to last um, Friday's game against Carlton. Now, you got off to a really slow start. That's probably an understatement. Oh, I mean, full credit oh, to Carlton yeah. for jumping out of the block. But, um, yeah, look, it was good to crawl back and, you know, grind out a victory, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it is really good. It shows, shows the developing resilience within the group and that, you know, if something isn't going our way necessarily, we're not just going to – you know, we have a plan B. We can we can try different things and we can put the work in to really um, change the game up. And we really we really did that. The first quarter was very underwhelming and, as you said, really impressive from Carlton. But, um, yeah, it was good to see us being able to respond in the way that we did. And, yeah, I had a great time. It was very exciting. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you went to the game and yeah, you were at uh, Icon Park. Oh, I had a I had a wonderful weekend. I did the Friday night. I was there for Richmond Carlton, and then I spent the day there for the double header the next day too. So probably could have just slept there. Really slept at the ground. <laughs> would have been easier. Would have been, <laughs> been easier than driving and finding a park and all that. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was wonderful getting around at the Pride Round, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Now, you might as well, I'll give you the next uh, couple of minutes to talk about how good uh, Monique Conti is, so go for it. <laughs> oh, she just, she just blows my mind every time. Like, there's just things that she does, the things that she is capable of, her skills, I don't know. She's just amazing. We're very, very lucky to have her, and I'm really, I'm really, really glad we do. Um, but, yeah, she's just fantastic to watch and to watch how – our midfield is really coming along, growing into a, a real midfield unit so that we're able to support her so she can do her thing. We're starting to see more of what Grace Egan can do. We're starting to see Ellie McKenzie starting to really, you know, put together some some good games. And that's really important too for her, for her development, to see her getting that confidence after the injuries that she's had. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Mon, Mon's just a star and she's... She's just a star, honestly. She, she's only 22 as well. Um, yep. so still, you know, the ceiling is still quite high. You know, she, she's, yeah. you'd have to think she's only going to get better as the years go on. She's already won the premier. Yeah, she's already one of the premier midfielders in the competition. Uh, yep. She and does. All Justin Ferris and yeah, one of yeah. them in the premiership winning Bulldogs team. That's right. Exactly right, and that was when she was 19 years old. So yeah, no, it's only it's only looking uh, good for her. She does turn 23 uh, towards the end of the year, same birthday as me. Just to let you know. So oh, yeah. there you go. That's a that's a good birthday, buddy, to have. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm looking for one. So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad she's she's part of it. So yeah, I get, I have yeah. um I have Zimmy Zimmy Farquharson from Brisbane is my birthday buddy. So I'm pretty happy with that. She's she's a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Oh, yeah, it's good to <laughs> good to share birthdays with uh, yeah other people that uh, you kind of know and you look up to a little bit. So yeah, no, there's an interesting fact for you. So yeah, oh, thank uh, you. You'll have to slip yeah. me the date. I'll, I'll have to go and check the date later so I can send you a card. No, thanks. No, you don't have to go that far. Trust me. As you, when you get older, you don't really uh, look forward to the birthdays as much as as uh, <laughs> as much people know around my age. So yeah, no, that's that's fine. Um, now I wanted to talk to you like. We've obviously talked about Richmond. Um, I wanted to talk to you about uh, the goal line reviews and why they aren't in the AFLW because mm. mine cost the Swans a game last week. Uh, Molly Eastman, former North Melbourne VW, uh, VFLW player, uh, had a mm. shot on goal, which went through for a goal, but uh, the umpire paid it up behind. Um, she had pretty we good thought views. It was a goal. We cheered it. We thought it was a goal. and then Well, everyone thought it was a goal besides a goal umpire. Yeah, it's, now, it's a really tricky one because at, at the end of the day, you have to make sure that if you're bringing in that kind of technology, that it's available across every game, because otherwise it's not a fair and just system. And as it stands, not all of the grounds, and we will get to the grounds and the quality of some of these grounds. <laughs> um, yeah, we will. Well, I should say not the grounds themselves, but you know the facilities. Yeah. Some of them don't have the capacity for that kind of technology at this stage. So when it comes to, like, yes, it would be great to have a review system, to have the goal line technology. As we've, as we've seen, the goal line technology isn't 
100% in the AFL either. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be better to, you know, I think it's better to, to sort of have it. But, yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating because, you know, like everything, we we have to be there's a level of patience that as AFLW fans and stakeholders, we are asked to have this level of patience. We are patient about the fact that we have a competition that is umpired mostly by developing umpires. We have to be patient about the fact that we know that we're not going to have an uncompromised draft again this this upcoming season so it's these things where we're where we're required to have this patience and it is frustrating at times um because we can look at we can think about what this competition can be and hopefully what it will be one day and in the meantime we've just kind of got to keep taking these little things these things on the chin and for sydney they played such a good game they they played with this confidence and dare that was really good to see they played with a bit more maturity than I think they've shown in previous weeks and it was really exciting I know I was there with my mate who hadn't seen them kick a goal live yet in the two games she'd gone to they'd been goalless and to kick to level their was they leveled their highest score uh before halftime that was awesome and it was so exciting and so then to have something like this just has that little dampener and it is really frustrating because you look at their remaining games and you just think, well, they probably don't get another chance to win a game, which is, you know, look, stranger things have happened. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's just shattering because you just want it so much, so much for them. Um, and we, we saw some of the players, like, like, like leaving the ground and, and how disappointed they were. And <laughs> there was a few of us around being like, no, you were awesome. Please, please know that you did really well and you you were making your fans really proud. And I hope they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would be that bad to just hook up, you know, uh, cameras uh, on the posts, what they do in AFL. Like, when you get to the ground, just hook up the... I think it's just um, a financial thing. If we, well, don't even have, if we don't even have the finances to ensure that players have clean, safe change rooms. Well, well yeah, like we, we might as well go priority. to that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, another option, I guess, is that we look at using, like, as has been suggested, like using grounds like Marvel that have it, but it's, you sort of also love, and I mean, I really enjoy aspects of the community, the community yeah. grounds and being able to, to get in close to the community and, um, and use those. So it is tricky. Um, and I just, yeah. I mean, should we just, like, there's a lot of suburban grounds, uh, local football clubs mm. with good change rooms. Now, you know, look at the, the like, Henson Park. Um, we'll use that as one example. So they played five games there this year. And, you know, the conditions in the facility, uh, in the change rooms are, you know, are horrible. Uh not up to standard for anyone, really. So away team players visiting the ground are provided with just one room to change in, warm up in, and complete post-game recovery in. Just two toilets mm-hmm. were provided for the entire team and club staff, including males, if there is any males. Uh, there is only one basin in the entire change room area and none in the toilets area. Um, and we go back to earlier in the year, Icon Park, uh, Chloe Dalton uh, spoke on a, uh, speaking on a podcast said uh, there's one gross toilet and the players were made to walk across a pitch in towels and sports bras in private. 
Um, we were we were actually trying to work out at Icon the other day how this setup was going because they had to have had four teams and how many change rooms were actually available to the teams. So we were trying to figure out if, and we think that the West Coast players were in the, the change rooms in the old stand. And we were like, wonder what, like, <laughs> I wonder if it's, you know, up to scratch in there and is someone in the, inside the Carlton rooms. And, yeah, so it is interesting and it is another one of those things where... It's just another box that these women have to have to deal with. This another, you know, another box that we can tick off as yet another something that is kind of taken for granted that the men get the facilities and the men get, you know, these these conditions and the women are just expected to just kind of, you know, suck it up and deal. I've heard that there are going to be extra toilets provided at Henson Park, I believe, this weekend. There's a game this weekend, so yeah, there's uh, Sydney something, and it is going, and there is going to be an upgrade there in the coming months, I believe. It has been planned for a while, so at least it's you know something that is being dealt with, but it's also something that shouldn't have, it shouldn't have reached that point. No, well, eight rounds into the season, uh, round nine coming up, and now we decided to change it. Um, there's only one more game left there as well. So it's mm. almost yeah, uh, too little, too late. So yeah, um, it's oh no, there's one uh, next next week as well. Is uh, uh, GWS Giants versus Gold Coast Suns, the last game of the mm-hmm. season, uh, home and away season. So yeah, I mean, look, you wouldn't see like you said, you wouldn't see these in the AFL men's. I mean, they they do play like uh, some games at Ballarat. Uh, Western Bulldogs have done that, and you know, a number of other you know, games have been around some suburban gr- grounds, particularly in the pre-season. Um, but yeah, look, I'm just shocked. Like, I, like I've seen, you know, country football uh, grounds have really good facilities. So I just don't think the AFL taken seriously enough, to be honest with you. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I think I think that um that yeah that that needs to be serious consideration given before we are playing games at these venues to make sure that the that the facilities are at a certain standard that is you know that is safe that is that is there for, yeah so the players yeah basically so the players feel safe so they are you know so it's clean so it's safe so it's yeah it's mm-hmm. It is very yeah, frustrating, and to see some people's reactions to it on Twitter, also very frustrating. Yeah, Particularly no, exactly. A gate of people who seem to, you know, search for AFLM just so they can make silly comments. Hmm. To which yeah, I no. say, get a life. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think they uh, ever will, some of these people, so... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember someone was uh, trolling uh, Marnie Vanell, um it was about a week or two ago, um, sort of bagging her about uh, what she does uh, for work and stuff like that, and, um, and put a number of other uh, female journalists up. And you think, Jesus Christ, you put a lot of time and effort into this. Why don't you put a lot of time and effort into something that uh, helps people and it's constructive rather than actually just going on social media and bashing people? Um, mm. But yeah. Marty has been one of a few like really awesome like additions to to footy coverage this season or this past few months. And I've really enjoyed having her voice and, you know, having more games commentated by Jess Webster. And, yeah, we're getting – there's some awesome female voices that are mm. – and, and non-binary voices as well who are getting the chance and, and yeah, put, put your energy to something good. And if you can't, well, leave the rest of us to enjoy ourselves 
Yeah, exactly right. If oh, you don't like, you know, no one's no one's arguing your eyes on television set and telling you to watch this. So you just yeah, yeah. we're not we're not going to clockwork orange you, okay? You know? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what, what can you do? That's uh, just part and parcel of uh, keyboard warriors at the end of the day. We'll move forward to the football anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Might as well talk about the Brisbane Lions now. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they're going to oh, get home finals all the way through, and they absolutely. Yeah, I put on an exhibition against LA Crows, you know, who were probably the second premiership favourites at the end of the day. But um, they put them to the sword. And um, do you think anyone can challenge them? Oh, it, it's actually really funny because earlier that day at the um, one of the early, at the doubleheader, I was talking to my friend and, and we were literally speaking about how Adelaide have that, that knack of just being able to put on a 10-minute burst where they kind of just go, oh, yeah, we're really good at this and just kind of finish a team in, like, a 10-minute period. So you, similar to what they did with us, with Richmond earlier in the season where, you know, Richmond were really, really up. up. They were ahead. They were leading. They were in control. And in that fourth quarter, the Crows just, like, took it up another level. So then to see Brisbane just take them apart was was kind of shocking. Um, and... Yeah, it's a real shame as well to see Chelsea Randall getting hurt because she's incredible um, and we might not get and, – and not getting to see her in the finals would be such a shame. Brisbane, yeah, she's supposed to be out uh, for three or four weeks, isn't she, or something like that? Yeah, so. a few weeks, a few weeks. Brisbane is scary. Brisbane yeah, when they're going, yeah, Char- Charlie's expressing his, his fear of Brisbane by barking softly beside me. Um, <laughs> That's good. Just, just some gentle woofs. Yeah. Charlie, it's okay. And Lily Bates can't get you here. Um, no, they, they, are, they are scary. They are just scary because they're so well drilled. They're able to cover any, you know, when they didn't have Jesse Wardlaw, they were still able to produce goals. They have multiple avenues to score. Their defence is really flexible and can... Um, deal with multiple different types of forwards and game styles. So they are very good. Um, I don't know. I, I just – this season has a, a weird vibe to it and I'm yeah. beginning to feel like we might end up with an unexpected finalist. Mm, right. I don't know if it's just because it's the first time we're going to have a full final series. Um, but I don't know. I've just got a feeling like, like I can say that Brisbane are the favourites, sure. But yeah. am I certain they they win? No, because honestly, it feels like it's pretty even in a lot of ways. Mm. I don't know. I guess only one team has beaten them though. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. Um, yeah, we talked about that a few weeks ago now. So yeah, I mean, you talk about Amy Lewis. She wasn't. Yeah, look, she she was fairly quiet uh, in comparison to the previous game. She only had 14 touches last week, which is probably even just as scary because uh, she came up at a level. But, um, yeah, no, they, they've they got a, a very good even side. They've got a very quick forward line when the ball hits the ground. Um, you know, so, yeah, and, you know, I mean, Adelaide Crows, yeah, look, uh, Chelsea Randall's probably going to hurt. Uh, yeah, she was she was flying last week too. Um, did the injury towards mm. the end of the game, so yeah, which which the way probably she stood up. She has like a busted face, 
She took yeah. that massive mark, kicked a goal, and then to to take the mark but hurt her ankle was it was pretty devastating. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, it's going to be Melbourne look good. I think Geelong look good. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm missing someone. Uh, Collingwood are going all right at the moment. Oh, so. yeah. I was meaning you, you doof. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm just talking in general. I think uh, I'm no, trying to put right. a lid Collingwood, on North. You're, you're keeping the lid on it. Yeah. Did you see that Desmond Garner got more coaches' votes? Uh, she gets one, and she gets them every week. So it's 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 no real surprise. To be honest, the umpires' votes we need her to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, no, nah, look, I mean, it's going to be an interesting game coming up this week, North Collingwood. Um, that'll put uh, that'll give us an indication of where Collingwood are at. Because yeah, I mean they've they've beaten teams, but they haven't beaten them convincingly. I mean they've um, they're probably like they're similar to their men's a bit. You know, a couple of weeks ago they were lucky to beat St Kilda. Um, I can't remember the girl's name that ran into an open goal for St Kilda to steal the game, but she missed. And Collingwood went the other end and kicked the goal uh, to win the game. I mean, I remember her name, but for her benefit, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, no, good (laughs) idea. I'm (laughs) pretending that never happened for her. Yeah, yeah, no, (laughs) probably not a bad idea. Uh, Yeah, I mean, any any professional football has been there at some point, sort of thing. So, yeah, Uh or close to it. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, I mean, you talk like. The ladder, top seven's pretty much sorted, isn't it? So you, you pretty much got Brisbane. It just depends on the order. Brisbane, Melbourne, Collingwood, Adelaide, Geelong, Richmond, North Melbourne. Uh, Western Bulldogs are eighth on a percentage of 97. Bit of a soft draw coming up, so you'd have to think they'll get in. Uh, Gold Coast Suns, ninth. Um, who got uh, a bit of a shellacking last week against Melbourne. So they've got uh, Carlton this week, which they must win. And Bulldogs have got... Uh, West Coast Eagles. So, in saying that, it's probably down to nine, you'd have to think, wouldn't you? I think so. Look, I think, yeah, I, I think it's probably going to stay where it is. But um, that being said, again, you know, it's unpredictable. So, <laughs> I don't fully yeah. feel confident. But, um, but yeah, as you said, um, the Collingwood North game will be interesting. be interesting to see if Sabrina Frederick, now that she has broken her hoodoo from this season where she had kicked eight behinds and hadn't kicked a goal until last week. Um, interesting to see if now that gives her a bit of a, a bit of a boost and she's able to get on the scoreboard a bit more because when she is up and about, you want her to be able to provide that attacking option, that tall marking option. We all know that she's capable of it and it's so good when she is able to put it all together. Um, so I hope that she can and you know, start to show what she can do because it's always good to watch her when she's yeah. on. Mm. Hey. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, we've got uh, some decent games this week. Adelaide versus Geelong um, up at uh, Unley Park. Uh, Unley Oval, sorry. Um, we've got uh, Gold Coast uh, Carlton. So that'll be interesting to see um, if uh, Gold Coast can keep their finals hopes alive. You know, North Collingwood's probably the match of the round. Um so that's that's probably you know, North is probably still thinking top four. Uh, Collingwood um, probably want to secure a top four spot because they still can if they can get a victory there. Um, so yeah, and that should be pretty tight that game. What's that? Uh, Sorry, that should be pretty tight that game. That's going to be a lot of mm. desperation and a lot of ferocity, I would say. 
Well, there's a bit of a rivalry between North and mm. Collingwood. Uh, yeah, Chloe Malloy sort of said some words in the past about That's uh, right. players. I forgot about that, actually. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. She's not uh, very fond of the couple of the girls, Jazz Jana she's, uh, and uh, Emma King. I think she's uh, made note of so that they are uh, sort of uh, not not very loyal uh, when they when they left the club. So yeah, that uh, adds a bit of spice. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, we want that. So yeah, we'll see how we go. And Richmond got uh, GWS Giants. So what are you hoping out of that? Like as a supporter. Um, I hope that. Uh, Tessa Levy and Courtney Wakefield have fun. They both seem to be incredibly excited to be playing in sort of their, I guess, home area. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, I don't know. I want to win. Yeah, but you're hoping for a Looking... bit of a percentage boost, or, 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 or I don't yeah, think yeah. about percentage. I do. <laughs> I'm not there yet, okay. I'm just I'm just happy to be here. Um oh look. I but they're hard. GWS are tricky though. GWS are tricky, they are sneaky, and when you think that they are going to win, sometimes they don't seem to show up. And then when you think that, well, they're no chance, that's when they put in an epic performance. So I don't trust them. Um <laughs> and uh yeah, if I sort of said to my friend the other day, you know, okay, if we shut down Cora Staunton, um, that sort of, you know, ends a lot of their avenues to goal. But then last week against Hawthorne, they actually did find a couple of other avenues to goal. Georgia Garnett got a goal and just Doyle's always, she's going to have a breakout game soon, I feel. So I don't know. I just, I look, I guess I want to continue to see strong effort Um lots of support. I feel that something that we've been proving on across the year is our shepherding and our working for each other. And I would like to see that continue because I think that's a really important aspect of the game that hasn't always been our strength. Um, and yeah, I just... I mean, that, that comes with maturity as well, uh, just playing together more and, and, and so forth. So and that's, yeah. yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah, so I think, um, yeah, I mean, you've definitely to have gone. It, I wish it wasn't 310 on a Sunday in Mildura. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bit of a hike. It's the weirdest scheduling. Why you wouldn't make it a Saturday game so that people have the chance to go and travel there and, you know, spend money in town and make it a real, you know, adventure. And there was talk about taking a bus up at one point on Twitter earlier in the, se- early in the year, but no, no. Sunday 310. Yeah, no, it's it's not the yeah, like you you, you kind of have to make a weekend of it, and you kind of have to take the Monday off work. You'd have to think you have it's to. A fair you can't even get a train out. No, no, no you, <laughs> the last yeah. train out of Mildura to Melbourne leaves at two o'clock. That's yeah, well, before there you the go. game starts. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much just for the locals, and that's it. So yeah, you can't uh, or anyone within a you know fifty. I'm glad that we are. I'm glad that we are getting back to having the the sort of like. The regional games because I really enjoyed um, traveling to Bendigo with my dad and watching Richmond and Geelong in our first season, um, where we didn't win, but that was the, at that point that was the closest we got to a win, which was exciting. Um, but yeah, we I loved it. I loved the drive to Bendigo and being in the town. It was really nice. 
yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it is enjoyable going to those country towns and yeah, watching a bit of footy as well. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it almost feels like a bit of a you know, um, a, a suburban feel to it. Uh, it feels a lot, uh, I don't know, closer. Like you feel, you know, more of a tight knit group and and so forth. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's good. Ground too. Yeah, it's it's not bad up there. Yeah. Well, um, it's no, an I enjoy fun. the aesthetics of the grounds. Yeah, oh, well, that, that, that's good. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. like I don't know what to make of this. No, no, like, no, I like no. to look I'm... at the buildings. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know because uh, yeah, there's only an oval shape for a football ground, so yeah, no, they've got a good stance. But uh, S and yeah. VFL played there for a number of years as well because they play Bendigo Bombers. So yeah, that's no, right, it's good. Uh, yeah, so no, very good. Um, which teams uh, have surprised you so far this season that probably exceeded your expectations? Um, if anyone, Geelong, I guess Richmond. Yeah, a bit. yeah. probably. I, I mean, for us, going from three wins to what have we got so far? Six. Six, yeah, six and a uh, row. We've, we've doubled it before the season's over. That's. I probably wasn't expecting that. I might have hoped for it, but I wasn't expecting that. And I think Geelong and their ability to to um, to to sort of change their game around when they need to has been really impressive. And yeah, I think those two have been have been impressive in how they've gone about it. And I guess I might even be a little bit surprised at exactly how dominant Brisbane has been. I probably wasn't necessarily expecting that okay in a good yeah. way yeah yeah i suppose yeah um yeah look I, I kind of half expected them to be the standout of the competition this year uh yeah, yeah i think collingwood have surprised me a little bit just with their yeah uh resolute defense i think they're very stingy in that back line they don't concede many points i like uh, i really like collingwood's back line i think they're really quite underrated yeah, they seem to work well together, don't they? So, yeah. But by well, just uh, like Lauren Butler because she has my name. Yeah, well, my that's name, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I mean, there's a few Lauren's in the world, so yeah. Yeah, yeah but Very, she's a good one. I like her. Yeah, she's a good player. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. They're very, um, very solid. Uh, what's it? Even uh, team. You know, even, yeah. Even. Yeah, they don't really have, um, you know, too many standards. I mean, you could say Clive Malloy, but, um, you know, uh, they certainly are very even across the board. Um, which teams have kind of um, gone the opposite way, I guess, and, and probably been a little bit disappointing? Um, feels a bit harsh to pick on Frio because they've had so many injuries to key players. Hmm. But I guess it's more about the way that I've been surprised is how they've responded. So in the last few weeks, rather than, you know, developing, continuing to develop their attacking game and, and using the, this opportunity to kind of get their younger players playing with their, their you know, the game plan that they've played for, with for a few seasons has been really successful, they've gone a bit defensive. And, like, I, I don't know. I just, when you're at that point in a season where, and I mean, Trent Cooper, Trent Cooper said after three games that they weren't going to make finals. So mm. for me, I'm a little surprised that their response has then to be, well, let's defend so we don't get blown out of the water. Whereas I would have thought when you're in that position, 
kind of like how Sydney have gone about it, where we're not going to, you know, just go heads down and, and, and try to just stop the other team scoring. We're actually just going to, you know, continue working on our game and developing our process so that, you know, we once we, you know, when we're developing, when, when with free works, obviously with the younger players coming through, they're able to perform and to stick to that game plan going forward. So I guess that's been an aspect that has been a bit disappointing. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, they've had, like, I think it's three games this year where they haven't kicked a goal. Um, so, yeah, that's probably a fair point. Um, I, I know there was a game early in the year that they were at home. Uh, it was round two. That was uh, the one against Geelong, yeah? Yeah, Geelong, yeah, that's right. Uh, they, they only kicked one behind. One yeah, and, and then the men's team one. only kicked three behinds to half time that night. And so in six quarters of footy, they'd scored four behinds or something. <laughs> they ended up winning though, the men's team. They came back. They did. Uh, they did. That's right. They did. Yeah, they, once they um, broke the you know, uh, curse of kicking one goal, they went on a big run after that and uh, <laughs> ran the Bulldogs in that final. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, looking at it now. I think they've, they've definitely had round two. Um, and obviously on the weekend they've had they've had a couple decent games where they scored 30 40 points but um yeah they've i think well it's only been uh, it's only been two games that they've been goals in so but um yeah it's a fair point they've probably been yeah a little bit disappointing i know they've had a lot of injuries they've lost some players as well like Jimmy Houghton um obviously hurts but um yeah it's probably yeah they're probably been mm, yeah I mean, they played finals last year, and yeah, you know, yeah, you know, they, they smashed North Melbourne the first week of the finals last year, and yeah, to, to fall that far that quickly, yeah, it's probably been the biggest, um, the biggest shock. I, I'm not too surprised about the Swans, to be honest with you. I knew it was going to be a development. Oh year. yeah, uh, Port Adelaide. Um, I, yeah, I'm I probably am a little bit surprised by Port. I, I think I might. I think I'm a little bit surprised by Port. I think I thought Port and Essendon would be the two standouts of the teams and really, I don't know, Hawthorne, I think Hawthorne are really well coached. I think Beck Goddard has them playing uh, a game that really highlights their strengths and it works to their strengths. Um, And I think Essendon, Essendon sort of play above their team structure. I think their Mm. defence isn't always the strongest and that was really highlighted uh, when Elise Gamble went down because without Elise Gamble they they really struggled to to hold other teams um, you know <laughs> to defend yeah. basically they struggled to defend without Elise Gamble um, so yeah Port I think I expected Port to be a little stronger I suppose um, I'm also still on Erin Phillips goal watch because she has yet to score a goal for Port Adelaide. Yeah, she hasn't. Interesting. One. Yeah, surprising. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I'm like, come on. She's she's probably overthinking it at this point too. She's like, she's like, oh, it's never going to happen. Um, but yes, so we're waiting on that. Erin Phillips goal watch is is a thing. Um, yeah. she deserves a goal in those colours. Dang it. But um, yeah. she might play so, this year. Oh yeah, I know. She yeah. can just play till she's like. 50, that'd be great. Yeah, easily. Yeah, she probably could. She's that fit. So, and um, obviously looks after herself pretty well um, the way she, um, yeah, trains herself and uh, prepares herself. So, yeah, no, it's, um, 
Yeah, oh, look, West Coast have probably surprised me a little bit, but particularly in the pre-season and off-season, I thought they'd struggle to win a game. But they've won a couple of games, and even on the weekend, they were quite good. So, yeah, I mean, in saying all that, look, it's it's, it's fair to say that some teams have got an easier draw than others. Um, Can over I say something game. mean about West Coast? What's that? Go on. <laughs> they play some of the silliest football I have seen in my life. No, no. At times, just sometimes their decision making baffles me. I cannot get over that game a few weeks ago where they got the ball 25 meters out from goal and kicked it back outside their 50 before going back in again. Okay, I must have missed that. It it was mind boggling, and and on the weekend, watching them just. I just I wanted them to do well. I wanted them to, to you know there were marks that they should have taken and there was positioning things and I just I just kept I was like I want you to be better than this. Mm. And I was just oh but um but on the plus I side they were on the weekend. I thought they were okay on the weekend. I mean lost the Geelong the, oh, look, yeah. Maybe I was tired. It was a big day. <laughs> I got I got to meet Half Cat and yeah. Sarah Dargan. So that was a lot for me. Maybe I was tired and missed seeing things. But um, but I tell you what, Ella Roberts, she is brilliant and a baby, and she is going to be amazing. Hmm. Whew, so impressive. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. I'm all right. That's it. I'm not that, going to be mean anymore. <laughs> no, that's that's all right. Um, you can go on tangents and, and and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was I was surprised. Um, Actually, after the off season and pre season, uh, they'd probably win a game, but uh, they've got a couple of wins. So I would, yeah. I would say I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's not a bad thing. In saying all that, look, there's some teams that got a uh, easier draw uh, than others in a ten round season. Is it time for us to go to at least twelve games next season? Yes, 100%. it's gone in the blink of an eye. And it really <laughs> just, I just, we, we just need to hurry up and get to seven to seventeen rounds. Yeah. I know it's just it's just silly. It's silly. Ten is obviously better. It's wonderful that we're going to have a full final series. Um, that quote from Ellie Blackburn the other day was amazing, where she pointed out that the Bulldogs have not played in a final series. They have played in one final, and it happened to be a grand final that they won. Hmm. And hmm. I mean, <laughs> you sort of look at that and you go, "Oh my gosh, how is?" Like we we've actually come a very long way in a very short time with this competition, but that is just stunning. The Bulldogs haven't been in a finals chase. They haven't been in a final series. They played in a final. They won the final. It was a grand final. Like that's yeah. great. <laughs> um, but yes, the sooner we get to the full season where every team plays each other once, the better. And yeah, I still maintain that they should just do that for the men's as well. But yeah, I don't think I'll ever do that with the men's. Uh, I don't think so world. either. There's too much money yeah. to be made, but oh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to stop saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it'd be a lot fairer, that's for sure. But um, look, they've got to at least next season. They've got to at least go to twelve, don't they? I hope so. So we've got the. Um, I've got to look it up. I don't actually know the details. Do we have the? We have to do the next, the new CBA before the next season, don't we? Yeah, I'll say so. Yeah, because um, they did one for this season, obviously, and I'll probably have to do another one for next season. Yeah, and that's um, when we want the men to actually 
get on board and do a joint CBA with the AFLPA leading the charge for the players. Have we seen that before? Not as much as we might have liked. Is it about damn time? Sure is. Well, it's better late than never. Um, Yeah, I mean, last season was an improvement. They did get uh, a fair pay rise and a number of other conditions, but the whole silly thing starting the season far too quickly from the previous season. We're going to have two... Uh, premiership winners in twenty in the year twenty twenty two. Um That's so funny, isn't it? Yeah. And then we're gonna have this weird draft that they're gonna do and because yeah. now we've got this year's draftees who would have been next season's draftees and then we're gonna have overage draftees and so then we're gonna have an overages draft. So we're further compromising the draft again. So teams who are lower down the ladder like Swans, St Kilda West Coast, they're going, and the, the the new expansion teams as well. They're further impacted by um, draft changes, and St Kilda are really, <laughs> St Kilda are copying it again, really, mm. because they they had the the season where um, Charlie Roadbottom decided she wanted to go up north. Uh, they've had the expansion draft, and the draft where when we joined with them, and for some reason Richmond got a number one pick that we could trade for Monique Conti. Yeah. which I do not understand to this day. But I'm happy <laughs> about it, but I'm sad for St Kilda and St Kilda and Gold Coast because they got screwed. But yeah. yeah, I know. That's the problem, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be... I mean, unless it goes full-time professional, uh, listen, um, then we're going to have, you know, uh, like these drafts that, uh, you know, uh, you can, you, you can uh, nominate for the Melbourne draft and, in, you know, the... Interstate yeah. draft and but then even with the AFLM draft, we see that it is really difficult to make a draft that is actually equitable because there's yeah, just is. so many different factors. And I don't have to tell you this; you know this. You're across this, but yes, no, yeah. no, it is. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, there's lots of there's lots of long way to go. Uh, let's put it this way. Um, and it's going to take a number of years. I mean, they did talk about 2025 or 2026 um, before it becomes full time. Uh, professionalism, but um, yeah, look, you know, it's, it's you know, for interstate clubs, particularly uh, Sydney teams, it's probably going to be um, for them for the next couple of years mm. because they won't be able to get uh, the best draftees. Um, and yeah, that I mean, I, I don't know as far as academies go and, and so forth like that over there, but they'll need to get that going and really need, need to promote uh, AFL women's footy over there. But um, that's a podcast for a whole oh. uh, different time, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, anyways, Loz, uh, did you want to add anything else before I let you go? Um, I would really like uh, to say that um, Ailish Sharon is awesome. <laughs> that was random. I know. I was just thinking about it. And yeah. uh, I know that some people are worried about the prospect of an overages draft, but she is an example of what good recruiting can get you mm. in a player who was undrafted. And if we had a best first-year player instead of a rising star, she would be winning it. But she is 26, 29. I don't know what she is. She's in her late 20s, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, my, I believe that we should develop a new award that is called the best undrafted player or something and just give it to Ailish 
because I love her and you should not try to tackle someone by their ponytail. <laughs> yeah, Ever. I agree with that, yeah. Well, I've got no hair, so it doesn't that uh, never affects me. But um, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, that's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah, that's that's pretty dirty. Like uh, if you sort of do something like that, yeah, that's that's pretty low. So I wasn't but, happy. Uh, what's that? Not I a was bit. not happy. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. But um, yeah, I mean, talk about undrafted players. Alfred Dale's an undrafted player, so yeah, that's and, ridiculous, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. So. Right. There's plenty of good ones out there if you can find them. That's right. We'll focus on the positives and, and hope that the recruiting staff can do the right thing. Yeah, 100%. Yay. <laughs> yay. Yeah, yay indeed. Yay indeed. Um, so, anyways, Loz, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, and I'm sure I'll chat to you soon. Thanks, Dean. Thanks for having me. And no have a good weekend. And uh, we'll chat, I'm sure we'll chat next week in the build-up to that big round 10 match that I'm absolutely not terrified of. So thanks to Loza for coming on the show and chatting all things AFLW. Like I said to her and to all you lovely listeners, she'll be back next week to review our game coming up against Richmond and the last round of the AFLW. Uh, you blink, you missed it. So once again, thanks to all you lovely listeners for all the likes, retweets, all the comments you're putting on about the show. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's it's growing each week. And um, yeah, I can't thank you lovely listeners uh, any more than that. I'll probably be back next week, um, early in the week. We'll do an AFL men's um, discussion. Obviously, there's a bit more news coming up, so I thought I'll uh, leave it for a week, and then we could talk about AFL men's properly and you know, all the latest news there. I've still got to finish the player reviews as well. I think I've still got seven left, so I'll get someone on for that. And, yeah, we'll talk more about that. And, obviously... Next week, I'll talk AFLW as well. Um, round 10 game, we'll do a review of the girls' game against Collingwood. Hopefully, we can get the win. And, yeah, that's it. So, today, I will leave a shout-out to Grace Campbell. Bye for now.